Welcome to Speak Up with Rita Burke and Elton Brown. George Liberal Jennings, what a delight it is to have you on our program with us this evening. I'll just tell our listeners a few things about George before we actually begin the interview. George tells us that he had an opportunity to attend the Toastmasters International Conference in the summer of 2016. Since then, he caught the Toastmasters bug and joined Toastmasters that same fall. George credits Toastmasters as giving him the opportunity to enhance his communication and leadership skills. He has taken on a few roles in his journey and he's currently serving as a division director in his home district. George, why don't you give us the reason why you enjoy the quote, motivation gets you to the starting line, but discipline gets you to the finish. What made you decide to make that your favorite quote? Well, first of all, good evening, Elton and Rita, and thank you so much for having me here this evening. Motivation gets you to the starting line, but it's discipline that gets you to the finish. Very often, whenever we would see individuals start up a particular project or endeavor, they're really excited, they're hyped up, maybe they heard a really empowering or impassionate speech, or maybe they had somebody really encourage them, hey, you know what, this is an endeavor you can really take on. And they start off with a lot of gusto. But as time continues to go on, I'm sure you yourselves have seen this. And I know in my personal life, I've experienced this as well, is you start off with a lot of gas and energy in the tank, but somewhere along the process, you really start to blow down on steam. You really start to lose it a little bit. You, you, you say to yourself, you know, maybe I'm not feeling too good today. Perhaps I can put it off and I can put it off. And it's something that as time goes on, you really, really lose that passion that you had when you started off. And when I examined people who were successful in a variety of different endeavors, I noticed that those are the individuals who were putting in the hard work and the grind day in, day out. There were days when they felt really great. There were days when they didn't, but they had that deep why and they had that deep commitment to whatever it was that they were working on. In short, they were able to accomplish their goals, not because they felt good every day, but because they had that deep why. Motivation gets you to the starting line, but it's discipline that gets you to the finish. I am so impressed with that, George. So, so impressed. And I agree totally that motivation gets you to the starting line. So it seems to me as if you are a very disciplined person. And I'll admit that in order to be successful in your communication and your leadership, there's no question that you need to be, we need to be motivated and disciplined. Speak a little bit more about that for me, please. Well, as I said, motivation is something that perhaps you were inspired to take on. Whereas discipline is really putting in that hard work day in, day out. And one of the things that I noticed is Having a certain routine and patterns, habits, if you will, 
really make all the difference in the world. A lot of us as humans are really just creatures of habits. And when you notice when people taking on certain projects or tasks, a lot of times when they're successful, it's because they built up a certain level of inertia. They've been able to create over time that continuous motion, moving in towards their goals and towards specific directions. So I found in my personal life, whenever we have certain habits and I put certain things in place and I say, no matter how I'm feeling, I'm going to work out at this time each day, no matter how I'm feeling, I'm going to get up and this is going to be my routine in the morning. No matter how I'm feeling, I'm going to set the time aside to maybe reflect on my day, to exercise, or really to sit back and plan out my week and find out what's important to me and then commit to doing that. I think that's really important. I wonder about your area directors. The first six months, you know, they, and I'm only speaking from previous experience, first six months they're really they're really on to it they're really gung-ho and then the last six months it's kind of like they turn into the losses that's been sitting in minus 26 degree weather for about two hours how do you keep them uh, motivated to the finish line sure great question and you know that's something that we all as, as we alluded to earlier in this conversation, that's something that we all struggle with. One of the things that I, I think the, the district team and the trio this year did a fantastic job of this, even before the start of, this, of the term, we got together in June and we created sort of a transition. What are we going to do? What's that roadmap going to look like? I put together a document where I called the 10 key action items. And what I did is it's something which really helped me when I was an area director and it mapped out about 10 key areas and their action timelines. And what it did is it took these large, large tasks that you really need to focus on and it chunked them into smaller pieces and tasks. So in July, for example, what are we gonna focus on? We're gonna focus on getting our moments of truth in there into our clubs so that they can really do a situation on that analysis of where our clubs are at. We're also gonna make sure that all our club officers get trained in that first round. And then in August, we're going to get our club and area success plans. In. And then in September, we're going to get our dues in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So really taking those big pictures, start with the roadmap right at minute one. So you're all on the same page. You know the direction you're going. Break it up into smaller tasks and just check in. I think ultimately what it comes down to is as a leader, your job is to make it clear what the vision is and also to make it easy for those that you serve to do their job. And if you can do that and break things up into smaller tasks and to continue to support them and continuously really remind and inspire your team why you're leaders and Toastmasters in the first place, I think that deep why can really help and encourage them even through those tough times when they don't want to or they're really struggling. That is certainly an amazing way of looking at things and looking at projects, I believe. Do you know there's a little saying that, how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. And I quite agree with you that one needs a roadmap. One needs to know what the North Star is and then put little bitty steps in to get to the North Star. And it sounds to me as if this particular strategy is working 
quite well for you. Now, when you joined the Toastmasters, did you anticipate that you would ultimately become a leader? Because as a division director, that's what you do. You lead. You lead a group. You lead members. Did you anticipate this happening, George? You know, it's interesting. If you look at the Toastmasters leadership statement, the mission statement, excuse me, they look at empowering individuals to become better communicators and leaders. What originally drew me to Toastmasters wasn't so much the leadership. And I have to admit, you'd go to these, I went, when I went to that first conference uh, back in the summer of 2016, I didn't really think about all the work that's put in behind the scenes from all these people running workshops, coordinating, you know, some of these events, or even some of the work that's done on a day-to-day or week-to-week or month-to-month level in the areas and, and the divisions. So that's something that I just didn't think about. I just said, Toastmaster speaking, hey, I want to become a better speaker, sign me up. But as I started to get more involved in the organization, and I realized that Toastmasters, interestingly enough, as the tagline is, is where leaders are made. I didn't consider Toastmasters as a place to develop leadership. But when I got in and, and I realized that there's both the communication piece and the leadership piece, and I started to explore leadership opportunities within Toastmasters, I really enjoyed it. And I felt that it was a way for me to contribute in the same way that leaders in the past helped create environments and conditions for me to continue to hone my communication skills. It was my way of giving back and my way to really take charge and also uh, to develop leadership skills within myself. So I didn't expect it right at the beginning, but it really gave me the opportunity to do so. And I'm glad that I did have that. You've moved from member to area director to division director. And I'm sure there were many benefits that you were able to discover. And I'm just wondering if someone was thinking about becoming a district leader, what message would you relay? That's an excellent question. And one that I think would probably require a lot of thought. I would say two things. Firstly, when you join Toastmasters, I would really ask the member, what is it that they join Toastmasters to benefit from? As we mentioned uh, not too long ago, is that Toastmasters tagline is, this is where leaders are made. And in the same way that you join Toastmasters to build your communication skills, and that's really opened up doors of opportunity and allowed you to grow and tap into skills that you didn't know. So too, the leadership piece of Toastmasters allows you to do that. And there's just multiple benefits there. Uh, Besides what I just mentioned in terms of the personal growth aspect, I believe that some of the skills that you'll be able to develop there can also transfer into other areas or other domains in your life whether you're personal, whether your work. So I would really, really draw, turn the members' attention to the numerous benefits that leadership opportunities do have. The second piece I would also bring up too is when members joined as Toastmasters, part of the Toastmasters' promise was to really step up and, and, and to take charge uh, when called to do so and taking up some of these roles as I mentioned earlier as well, is that a lot of the fantastic activities that happen in Toastmasters happen because there's people behind the scenes who really step up and really make these opportunities possible for all our members. 
So really communicating both the personal growth piece and the benefits that that has to themselves, but also to the fact that their leadership and their stepping up can really benefit their fellow Toastmasters. And I think when you are able to both recognize the benefits that it has on you and the impact that that has on others, I would say that it's a fantastic calling. And I believe that the benefits that you'll get from stepping up really, really outweigh the amount of time and commitment that you put in there. It's something I'm glad I did. And it's something I really enjoy. And I know that that's something that many members who step up to take on leadership roles enjoy as well. Fantastic. Obviously, you're getting your money's worth out of your membership. But I'm curious, George, the person who brought you to the international conference in 2016, have they seen you since? Have they communicated with you since? Or did you just found yourself at the conference? It was, uh, it was actually my brother, Ted, who I accompanied uh, with. And at the time, I was not a Toastmaster. So, you know, I, 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 I paid out of pocket for myself, but I also wanted to go and support him because he was, he was competing at the contest. And it was an opportunity for me to, to go with my brother and, and, and to support him in, in, in that endeavor. And it was, so to answer your question, yes, I have, you know, kept in contact obviously with him and, and he supported me certainly early on in my Toastmasters journey. And I can, I can say that, that going to that, that particular conference for me was the catalyst for me to step into Toastmasters. And it's something that I was very fond of. And I look back with, with great fondness and great memory. And still to this day has, has a positive impact on me. Have you ever taken part in one of the contests? I have competed before in my first year. And I was... It was my first, it was, it was my first year I had competed. So yes. Okay. So we've talked a lot about Toastmasters and the value and the benefits that it delivers. What about George? What does George like doing outside of work and outside of Toastmasters? What does George do to I guess zone out, relax his mind, uh, regenerate. Well, you know, it's so important. I I don't have as much free time as I'd like, but I think it's really important, as you mentioned, you mentioned the word recharge and regenerate. I think it's really important that when we look back and we reflect on our lives and, and how we schedule our time, that we really fit in those big, big rocks in our lives. And part of that is taking time to plan out our, our weeks to reflect. Now, I really love things such as exercise, going for walks, uh, you know, just spending time with friends and family, I, I think is always a, is a great way to regenerate and recharge. I enjoy reading books as well. And anything that really can feed you mentally, physically, you know, emotionally, spiritually. Some of those are some of the activities I engage in. And I think when you have time to engage in those, it really makes the quality of all the other activities you take part in that much better. George, if you were to 
running accidentally to a person who Toastmasters yesterday, what would you want to say to them? Well, first of all, I'd congratulate them because they made a decision to invest in themselves, in their personal growth, and in their future. So the first thing I'd say is congratulations on taking the step because it's a great journey and it's one that's fantastic. The second thing I would tell them is know that you are in an environment where you are safe and supported. And that said, you should step out of your comfort zone and don't be afraid to take risks. Very often in parts of our lives, we may be a little bit more reserved because we feel that perhaps the consequences of not living up to some of our standards may be very adverse. We worry, what are the opinions of other people going to be? Or what adverse impact might this have on my career if I don't do that presentation so well? But in Toastmasters, you have the opportunity every week to go into a safe and supportive environment to step out of your comfort zone. And it's out of your comfort zone when you get the opportunity to grow. And when you grow, as I mentioned earlier, that's really when you are able to become, forgive me for the cliche, a better version of yourself. And that translates to doing better at work, doing better in your interpersonal relationships. So really step out of your comfort zone and take advantage of all the opportunities that Toastmasters has to offer, both inside your club and as well in terms of other leadership positions. Thank you so much, George, for having this uh, conversation with Rita and I. We got to know a little bit about you as a Toastmaster, some of the things that you like doing outside of Toastmasters. You've given advice to individuals who are either thinking about becoming a Toastmaster or have joined to be a Toastmaster and individuals who may be thinking about entering the leadership side of I think that what you have imparted to our listeners will definitely benefit them greatly. And with that, I'd like to say thank you and thank our listeners and wish everyone a good night. Thank you and good night, George. Fantastic. Elton, Rita, thank you so much for having me this evening. Thank you for listening to Speak Up. To discover upcoming podcasts, please go to www.toastmasters6060.com. Under News and Events, look for the District 60 newsletter to locate the schedule.